Fest, episode number 61. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. And this is Greg Duncan. Well, Greg, I'm here live from TechEd at the show floor. Well, I'm actually in a corridor outside outside where everyone's going to be walking past soon in between sessions. So uh, if you hear a lot of background noise, apologies. But um, people are busy learning all the great stuff at TechEd. And uh, we've had quite a few announcements this week. Uh, Yeah, Monday was a very interesting day. You know, I, I didn't, you know, you on the inside knew it all, but from the outside, I had no idea all of this stuff was going to be announced. You know, we had chatted a little bit about, you know, the next version of Visual Studio, but this one, wow. <laughs> I was going through all the uh, release announcements and stuff and just looking at that and just going, wow. And wow. And, oh, wow. That was a big day. So what caught you by surprise most? Was it the, the so we've, just to recap for everybody, we announced obviously um, Visual Studio 2013 um, is going to be the name and TFS 2013. And that um, we're going to be having a, a preview of them at the end of the month. And then we're going to ship them by the end of the year. So, uh, and then we all, we can go through and, and go through some of the features that were announced and we showed off and things. But yeah, what what was the what was the biggest thing that caught you by surprise? I just didn't expect. You know, it's been a two year cycle. It seems you know since two thousand five, two thousand eight, twenty ten, twenty twelve. So I expected to hear at Build talk about Visual Studio twenty fourteen and TFS twenty fourteen. The fact that you know. It's we we just got 2013. Uh, we just got 2012, uh, seemingly you know last year about this time. But uh, uh, you know it's just that cadence is is dramatic, and the fact that you've been doing you as in Microsoft have been doing the updates, being very aggressive with those, and now this you know which is you know kind of a super update. That it's just that cadence is you know surprising. It's just pretty much a wow. Is surprising in a good way or a bad way? Good way, good okay. way. I would much rather have um, more releases than less, and let me make the uh, choice as to whether you know I upgrade or not, than to have to wait three years and hear nothing. And you know it's like okay, when's the release? Uh, da, 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 you know uh, that kind of thing. Now this one's this is good. Okay. I mean, the goal, obviously, we're doing things like making it so you can use different .NET framework versions, making it so this, you don't have to upgrade your solution files. You know, all those little things have obviously been baby steps to allow us to do more frequent updates and customers pick when they want the features, you know, and, and can go faster because they don't have to actually wait until they've upgraded all the projects or wait until everybody on the team's upgraded before they can go the latest and greatest bits. And the same is true with the TFS compatibility, you know, having really good back compatibility with older versions of Visual Studio and having good forward compatibility and you know and, and uh, that sort of thing it, it, it was all you know it's taken us a while to get here but we're all deliberately so that we can get these these faster updates out the door so uh, yeah oh, cool. and that's good that's great uh, you know um, Brian Harry which he, everybody we're not going to remember we're not doing the tiny URLs anymore so you can get all these links uh, and there's a lot of links there's a lot of information being released Brian Harry talked about Visual Studio 2013 and then just uh, yesterday Yesterday, talked about uh, there are Visual Studio 2013 will round trip with 2012 
and will round check a round trip with 2010 too. So if you're out there using Visual Studio 2010 and you know you have an early adopter on the team who wants to work with Visual Studio 2013, you can in most cases. Yeah, and um, a lot of times as well, you know, depending what you're developing for, has a big impact on what versions of Visual Studio you can use and things like that as well. So you you might find yourself using like the very latest and greatest Visual Studio because you want all the cool features, but then you, for something like some BizTalk or something, you have to fall back to a, an older version of Visual Studio to do that particular part. Hopefully that will right. work. Yeah, and, and we won't, you know, get me started on the whole setup and deployment package rant thing. That still bugs me. I'm still irritated about that. We'll talk about that sometime because I, 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 I see that every time we do an update, I basically see some somebody post a comment about that on Brian's blog. So, uh, yeah, along with the uh, Have You Done Team Project rename yet. So uh, we'll, we'll have a chat about that then. <laughs> So what was the – Martin, you're there. You, you are – you gave a presentation, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. What is the feel at TechEd, uh, 2010 yes. North America? Yeah. It's, uh, it's been very similar to um, your reaction is like, oh, wow, that was a lot sooner than I thought. So because um, when we when we announced the, the Git integration, for example, which is what I was here speaking about a lot, um, when we announced the Git integration at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, and we said it's coming in the next in, – in next major release i think you know everybody kind of groaned because i think they were thinking oh we're gonna yeah, wait yeah, ages it, it, and, and, and I, was yeah, trying, I wanted to say you know I, I, somebody asked me like when is that and i'm on stage like um we're doing it quite frequently and i could see see the head of marketing looking at me with daggers in her eyes you know get it don't you say anymore don't you say anymore <laughs> <laughs> Because I could tell that people were thinking it was going to be ages. And I'm like, no, 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 you're going to have bits in your hand by, you know, halfway through the year that you'll actually be able to. Because Brian said on his blog as well that, you know, the the Dev 12, yeah, the the preview of, uh, I'm not, I'm going to have to call its proper name, of TFS 2013. There we go. I'll get there. Um, Is is, going to have a go live license. So if you want to install, if you want Git on prem, you can pick up the preview at the end of the month and install it. And you've got Git on prem running on a Windows. Windows server with a SQL backup and Active Directory integration and all the good TFS goodness and that's all there and that's you know coming you know right now so yeah that's people are blown away by that people are blown away by the um, you know some of the features we did around uh, Team Room um, mm-hmm. so that that feature set and having this persistent record of what's been going on for your team so you, you know like almost like your uh, Twitter stream or whatever or you know or some one of these sorts of so you can just go in and see what's been happening and, and communicate with your team and have a chat with your team as well we've been using that feature for a while now um, mm-hmm. and it's great you know for distributed teams especially it's an absolute lifesaver uh, and for, for me being in different time zones it's great because I can kind of see what the guys have been chatting about while I was asleep and things and you know which work <laughs> items updated and tuning the work uh, it's only recently that so you know we have features behind feature flags for quite a while um, right. before we then switch them on so this feature has been rolling out slowly you know you know, we've, we've had it. It, it the code's been in the service for a few uh sprints now and it's been getting better and better and then it was only actually um recently that the the filtering they've got now around events that only landed recently so i'm, I'm quite excited about that because it allows really sort of fine-grained customization over which events trigger into team room to, sh- to show an alert in team room as well you know which, which ones you see there and because uh, to begin with it was a bit too noisy you know you just see everything and so you have to turn it down and unit so that's good um and um yeah um 
then uh, we did obviously uh, there's quite um, a bit of interest in uh, agile uh, planning we've done some features to uh, again this was a good one for me because it's something we've been using for a little while yeah and it's really helped with bigger agile teams but just being able to sort of group have hierarchy of your backlog basically and being able to group your backlog into you know bigger stories or feature areas or epochs or whatever you want to call them so um, yeah that's been very good so no, it's been it's been pretty exciting. A, a lot of the um, say what I have been really surprised by is the um, that this time last year when we were talking about the service, there was um, you know people were interested in it and stuff, but there was quite a lot of uh, reticence about hosting source control outside the firewall. Mm-hmm. There's none of that this year. No, mm. <laughs> none. It's gone. It's disappeared. And I don't know. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where it's gone to. I'm wondering if it's like if uh, if you know things like Office 365 and so on have kind of let led the way a bit for us there, or or if it's the downturn and people are just really focusing on what the making sure you as a business are working on the course, you know, the core value of your business and and, and not not um not doing too much of stuff you don't need to do kind of thing. I don't know. It's really interesting. I, I've been really amazed by the number of people. I mean, obviously the 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 uptake on the service is just growing and growing and growing, but but the number of people talking about the service and thinking, yeah, I can move my team over and 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 being you know there's areas where we could do the improving things there in terms of like active directory integration or um we're, you know allowing you to customize your work item processes and things you know there's common things that that, are sh- that are currently are stopping people but the, mm-hmm. but it what's not stopping people is and, and for a lot of people we just get over that and yeah it's fine but for the, there are people who are blocked by this and for the people that are blocked by this that's what they're blocked by it's not the fact they're blocked by storing it outside the firewall they don't care where it's stored as long as they can control the uh, identity and the password policies and things like that of, of, of the people accessing that data right yeah it's amazing so that's, that's been really exciting how about you what was the uh, most interesting things that, that you saw about well just to recap for everybody let me let me do this Martin let me recap from what I'm seeing here on the outside okay. and then you correct me and find out you know, say if I missed something big or yeah, anything yeah. else. So from, from my see what I saw was three big areas and just to recap for everybody also the announcements here um, there's a uh, it sounds like they announced like everything so what's left for build. Brian Harry and Brian Keller had a session um, modern application lifecycle management where at the very beginning, he uh, Brian Harry makes it very clear that they you guys have only announced that Microsoft has only announced about half that there's a lot more information and announcements coming at build. So even though all these things are going to happen, there's more coming, which is pretty damn amazing. But yeah, um, I think what Brian as well was mentioning that the a lot of the focus of the the, the tech announcements has been around the ALM features, um, and there's obviously we we build features for other parts in our development tooling so um yeah so it, it, so uh, i think for for our audience a lot you know don't expect <laughs> the same amount of alm announcements again is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah no hopefully we'll hear more you know about you know future of net and you know c sharp enhancements and you know language stuff but yeah this one at tech ed so this is you know the alm tech ed there was uh from what, what i'm seeing two parts you know the visual studio updates uh, the TFS, both service and um, server updates, and then the DevOps story, mm. which is a, which is a pretty interesting of course, play yeah, as well. Keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, we've got a load of announcements down there as well. Okay, yeah, keep yeah. going. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um, the Visual Studio stuff again. Just you know, we iterate. It's tweaks to the ALM. I didn't see a lot of. What's interesting is is what I actually found interesting is how much how color is being again reintroduced into Visual Studio. Yeah. Uh, one example is the a Team Explorer. There, that surprised me. The new home page on Team Explorer. There's there's tile like icons, but in color, and they're rather big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was kind of like surprised when I first saw that. I was like, wow, I'm not sure. It works really well, actually. I'm, I've used it for a while now, and I really like it. So I think you'll be fine. It is very, <laughs> diff- it is very different to. It's a lot more different to the old hierarchical view that team explorer used to have you right. know the, the last the last change that we did in 2012 it still was kind of it was kind of like the hierarchical view without the hierarchy in there and now it's a lot more not like that but have you noticed how so the new team explorer you've got the big tiles for you know source control explorer and pending changes and things but um notice down at the bottom it also should they show you uh the current solutions you have mapped so in a Git repository yeah. of solutions or, or the workspace of solutions. I really like that. That's really, really handy feature. Now, how does that work? I mean, that, that is really cool. Basically, uh, just to picture it all in your mind, uh, the Team Explorer, when, when you're looking at it, there's a section at the top, which is your project level. It's my work and Source Control Explorer. Those are the big tiles. And there's a collapsible section below called solutions. And it's a list. Basically, it's a list of all the solutions in that workspace, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, a list of the solutions in, yes, exactly that, in the workspace. So um, it's, what we're hoping to do is also try and encourage people not to, you know, to map branches and things. And uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So how does that work when there's a lot of solutions? You know, because I can see this on the Git side when your repositories are small. And uh, but on the you know traditional side, you know, at least my projects, we've got a lot you know pretty large projects. There's a lot of interdependencies in there. Uh, I guess I don't have a lot of solutions. I mean, I, I would have. I wonder how many solutions I've got. Probably not that many. Uh, this might work. I mean, I dig it though. I, from from a conceptual point of view, uh, you know, the way it is tying the source control explorer and the, the the information and the projects that you have and the solutions that you have, bringing them all up like that and making it really easy to find it. I am really starting to appreciate that in just Team Explorer what we've got today, let alone this. Mm. So one of the things that um they've done quite a good job of when I've been playing with it is um say if you have you know you might have like five uh if you've mapped your entire team project to your folder and you've got a copy of it including all your branches you might have say like five copies of the same solution with the same name but in different branches then we actually do quite a good job of, of of showing you what branch it's in which you know uh, which is quite good so i was quite pleased with where they've done that um so no i well i think we'll find it's one of these things where we'll find out from the preview <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll see we'll get some feedback you know so um yeah we are a lot of performance testing went into it but yeah well we, we shall find out yeah so again we're, we're, we're stay in the ide shall we and should we would um so there's obviously the team explorer stuff but then there's the other changes in vs ultimate as well did you see the um the heads up display the code information indicators i think they're calling it right? yeah i did whoa i'm hearing hesitation and, here and, and i'm trying i i think you know somebody's moving my cheese and i'm not sure 
Is it because it's in line with your code? I think so. Hmm. And and I wonder, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to see it. I want to see it work. See, see you know, how it impacts. I love the way they've made it, you know, uh, that uh, lighter gray. So it's not some big, obtrusive ugliness stuck in there. There's some, you know, important when it's really bad. There's, you know, a failed test and you get the little red X. But even that's, it's small. So it's small mm. enough that I believe I'll be able to easily, you know, train myself to ignore it if I'm not interested in it right now. If I'm just heads down coding and I just, you know, want to ignore it, uh, but it's there it as well. Is it, it, you get a red X if it's a fail test, but you don't get a green tick if it's passing test. Yeah, you know, so it, it, it only does. It's only more assertive when it's a bad thing, you know, and and and, and that I think test really. But in terms of getting to your um, quickly being able to get to you know changes and stuff, it seems yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I was quite impressed. I hadn't seen much of that stuff because um, I'd, I'd talked to Peter Provost and David Starr a little bit about it, but I hadn't really seen it with live data much until I came here, and I was quite pleased with it. So yeah, we see how it goes. It, it is odd that it looks like a bit like code, you know, and it sits between. Yeah, it's, it's basically like it looks like an annotation that sits between your annotations and your class declaration. It sits just above uh-huh. there. Um, Peter Provost, we can, we'll do a link to it in the show notes. He did a session uh, uh, where he, he dived into this stuff some more. Um, and also covered things like the code map and, and all those improvements that have been going on there. It's it's also interesting that um you know if you're running one of the things I've been sort of telling people if you're running like update three CTP of uh, of Visual Studio and and TFS then you you're actually closer to TFS and Visual Studio 2013 than you are to TFS 2012 RTM. You know it's, <laughs> it's um in terms of feature sets and things and and how things look and if you notice like you mentioned the color we added a lot of color in Team Explorer well we've been slowly adding more and more color into the web interface as well and yeah it's interesting so should we talk um so we've got the visual studio ultimate stuff versus the code information indicators um oh get lightweight code commenting what do you think to that that's one of my features by the way so you better like it you're not gonna like it Uh oh right here we go (laughs) no i'm trying to actually tell me about it okay so lightweight code commenting is um if you're browsing through the web um and you're looking at say history or you maybe have a shelf set and you send out a link to the shell set to somebody or whatever, um, or a git commit, you can go and leave comments uh, and leave like annotations, if you like, on the code. You can have a chat about the code and have a discussion with your team of what's actually, you know, of that code and without editing the code and actually, you know, putting um, code comments in. You can go and say, hey, basically like a very informal code review, if you like, you know, just an over-the-shoulder kind of discussion or that sort of thing. And, and it's to try and be a bit more yeah to try and encourage collaboration and and, and chatting about the code rather than uh, obviously we have the full formal code review uh, functionality in visual studio but this is a this is just more lightweight collaborative functionality that's actually pretty cool I, i'm trying to i like it a key scenario is you you email out a link to your shell set and say hey or a commit or a change set you know you check you've checked something in you're like hey i checked this in last night uh or, or i'm checking it i'm just checking this in what do you think kind of thing and somebody, somebody can go and leave some comments on it and, and say what they think and say, hey, yeah, no, this is good. We should probably think about doing this later, um, you know, and, and just generally, you know, have 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 the conversation about the code. Cool. Uh, I'll take it that's positive. When you, it's switched on in the service now, so if you go play with it, let me know what you think. We're doing some we're doing some changes to 
uh, respond to some feedback. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to know what people think about that particular feature. Which is a good, that's a great segue in that they did release a lot of these Team Foundation service updates um, for TechEd 2013. It's already there. It's already out there in the Team Foundation service. Yeah. At least a number of them. Uh, the Agile Portfolio Management, where they've added the, the a uh, feature work type um and what is it a goal a feature yeah, yeah. it's a goal feature i just think of them as higher as, as higher hierarchical oh. backlog management is how i think of it but yeah exactly instead of like just creating your own kind of user story links to user story links to user uh-huh. story and you are just in your head calling it an epic they've created a goal initiative feature user story epic i, can, uh, I keep saying epoch rather than epic i don't know what i'm going on about there there we go anyway. i just thought it was just a european thing english thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the agile portfolio management there, the lightweight code comment, commenting is there, the team room, which we've talked yep. about a little bit already, is there um, more work on the web-based testing? Oh yeah, web-based is already available. Testing. Let's talk about that as well. So, but yeah, we, so we we can um, you can now create uh, test plans and test cases in the web. You so you basically you can do everything. <laughs> so in the web, and it's all there, and they've done a really good job. The UI is fantastic, and they've also uh, enabled the cloud load testing. So that was the other thing here ah, at uh, mm-hmm. TechEd. Beyond, let me see, what else did they announce at TechEd? Let's, let's talk about the cloud load testing. In a sec, to just to, yeah. So what they've done there is um, now this feature, it's enabled in the cloud, but it's not much use because you need the um, Visual Studio 2013 bits to be able to use it. But um, you can go in and um, build a load test and then, you know, say, hey, I'll have some load test agents please and, and point it at it and, and, and get cloud-based load test agents to go ping. It has to obviously be accessible over a public url uh but yeah you can get um you can you can go uh go you know hammer your site from from the from the public internet and and, and see exactly what's happening from the internet in which is quite cool save you provisioning a bunch of machines and pointing them at your website yep yeah i mean and that's just like one of the things uh cloudy based things uh, scott goo had uh other exciting things that he announced um that uh, this was a big Azure release it at TechEd. Yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, some of the, they, the benefits and the MS? Did you hear about the MSDN subscriber benefit changes as well? Heavily discounted MSDN dev test rates for Azure. Absolutely. Um, Scott Gu has a great article on that. You know, savings of up to 90%, 92%, 97% on, uh, you know, using. Uh, SQL Server, Windows Server, BizTalk. You guys know that BizTalk is now available in the cloud. BizTalk Services is now available. I think this cloud stuff might take on, you know. Um, so some of the other nice things that they made is that if you start with a Azure VM uh-huh. and you actually right now, uh, if you have your Azure VM and you stop it, you're still getting charged for it. Mm-hmm. Now with these uh, new improvements that they just announced, if you stop that VM, you're no longer being charged for it. Uh, you can now pay by the minute as opposed to the hour. Uh, Let's see what else is there. There's a bunch of other MSDN. They're like making this MSDN stuff really good, huh? Yeah, and so you can actually use your um, MSDN uh, stuff in, um, in you know, you can use some of your MSDN benefits in the cloud as well. So no, it's great. It's uh, it's just been yeah, been. I was watching some of the keynote and I was like, wow, this is a heck of a lot of stuff. And even some of the things that we're talking about that aren't in our space, you know, but are just cool, like some of the you know some of the improvements on the server side and some of the I/O improvements and things. 
things. It's just, um, yeah, we've been busy, haven't we? It's, it's amazing <laughs> when you see, you know, because I only get to see my own little world, and it's only really when we when I see it put together in the big keynote, I'm like, wow, you know, we're getting some stuff out there. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty good. Right, let's see, what else did we have that was new? And ex- oh, yeah, I saw the, um, we have a, there's a new product, Microsoft purchased in release. Yes, the company. Well, not, and not, it's is... not not finished yet. The acquisition, but we announced that we are acquiring them. So, <laughs> yep, I, probably being pedantic there, but having oh, been there having been through an acquisition myself, I know that the, you have to be quite pedantic in these things. But yeah, so we we're acquiring. So the in release stuff. Have you seen it? Have you seen it before, Greg? The in release stuff. Not before uh, Monday. No. Oh well, there you go. So just uh, for the listeners' benefit as well, then it, it basically allows you to define your machines and you know define um, what you want to happen after a build and actually have that. Get deploy builds out there into uh, production or to QA and you define your environments like your QA and you know your test environments and production and, and, and get it to push push your bits out there so yeah it's uh, very exciting they, they're great um, guys as well over uh, from InCycle um, Claude is an MVP and um, you know they've, they've done a great job and it was always like we were, you know looking at it it was like wow this would be this would be uh, if we were to build this release management product that's exactly how we would have built it and, uh, and I think somebody put <laughs> two and two together and was like hang on a minute <laughs> so uh, yeah it's very exciting I've been doing a lot of talking with the system center guys as well and you know all about the because obviously we, we announced a while ago the system center operations manager integration and uh, the SCOM packs as well that we have so we've got some yeah the the, the, the ties between uh, developer and ops are getting closer and closer and trying to improve that that collaboration phase. You remember in the old days of team system, uh, in team system days, and we're always talking about the different stakeholders and trying to bring them as part of the team. Bringing the operations people into the software development team is definitely it's definitely been a big focus lately. Should well, we uh, should we do the sponsor shout out? Yeah, sounds like a plan. I, I, is is there a session letting out? Sounds like there's people in the background now. Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll go on to mute while you do the sponsor shout out. How about that? All right. Well, episode 61 of Radio TFS is brought to you by SaaS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com. That's www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at sasmadeeasy.com. And we want to give them, again, a great shout-out. They're helping us bring this show to you. Yeah, so. fantastic. Hey, um, now back to the show. Yeah, one of the things that is funny is um, the attendees here. I should mention the attendees and third-party staff, third-party speakers, but not Microsoft staff, got to partake of an excellent deal. And I think this is actually a really good way of doing it. They've heavily discounted the Surface Pro and the Surface RTs. So you can pick up a Surface RT, if you're an attendee here, <laughs> for uh, $99. And then wow. you can pick up a, a Surface Pro. I don't know the exact number because, again, I'm Microsoft staff, so I can't buy one, so I'm just sulking. <laughs> Did I mention I can't buy it? <laughs> so um, the you can pick up a Surface Pro for under four hundred dollars. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so I think a that's a really show. good way of doing it because um, some of the some of these you know the bigger shows like Build and Google I/O and things, well, different shows. You know, they, they tend to they've gone a bit toy crazy in the mo- recent mm-hmm. years. And I think actually you know saying doing this so it's a way, you know able to get the devices into customers' hands, but kind of you know not making it completely free, but actually saying hey you know we'll heavily do we'll we'll subsidize them. I actually quite like that model. You probably don't, as you've got a ticket for building. You're hoping for some goodies, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw my tweets about my my. Oh no, uh, I didn't see that. No, my uh, guesses about uh, the giveaway. My guess is a uh, seven-inch Surface tablet 
and an Xbox One or a certificate to buy an Xbox One. Okay, let me see. So we'll see about that. The the the, the Surface Minis, maybe, maybe because you know there's more chat about that. They're, they're uh, talking about Office coming free on smaller Surface devices and and that kind of stuff. But uh, the Xbox One is a very that's a stretch, but that would be cool. But I, I know anyway. nothing. <laughs> I mean, it can't be a phone. It can't be a Surface, an actual, you know, giveaway of a, a Surface or a phone. Uh, and let, maybe there's going to be a grab bag of you can have this or that or this or that. I, you know, Are you I don't going know. to the learning? That's what you, you know, obviously, Bill, not, not just the goodies, I hope. Right, yeah. right. No, I, I'm going because, you know. And it'd be good as well because the attendees here, while we showed everybody um, Visual Studio 2013 and TFS 2013, and you can play with basically TFS 2013, you know, on the service today if you want to. Um, not that, you know, we haven't, people haven't got hold of the bits and we're not, we don't have 2013 on at the booth or anything like that. So it's a build to be good to actually get hands on with some of this stuff and see some of these preview builds coming out and, and give us your feedback. I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, see what people think when they're using production and, you you know, really excited to actually be getting it get into the enterprise, you know, and, and installed on premise and stuff. It's going to be quite exciting. Um, we've had some, I was thinking it'd be good. We obviously in the show notes put in some, um, uh, we'll put some links to some of the, the highlight sessions. Maybe we should review some of the highlight sessions next, uh, you know, next, next episode. Um, but did you have any particular highlights you wanted to call out that we'll link to? Well, the one thing I wanted to make sure everybody knows and everybody remembers is, you know, it, you can get nearly every session you can go to TechEd right now virtually for free. You can, for free exactly it's all free it's all on channel9.msdn.com unless you live um, in South Africa and you have ridiculous bandwidth bills but well, there is that yeah true but uh, um so you can go to all of the – you can see the sessions. You can see the slides. You can hear them speak. Uh, there's literally, you know, days and days and days of – and days of content out there. Uh, in many cases, it's – you can get audio. You can get video. You can get the slides. They've even enabled, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought this was uh, pretty new. You can view the PowerPoint deck online using the SkyDrive and the uh, PowerPoint Web Access. That's, oh, that's kind of neat. So you don't yeah. even have to download the slides to view them. Um, in a couple of the sessions that, that I found that I really liked is the one I already mentioned with Brian Harry and Brian Keller. They do a great one. This was right, right after the keynote on Monday. Matter of fact, you know, the first 10 minutes is waiting. They had to, to I actually enjoyed that. Ten, they had a 10 minute preamble because the keynote had run over. I actually enjoyed that bit the most of the whole session. It was really good, wasn't it? It was just funny. It was like hearing a behind the scenes on a podcast or something like that and hearing them, you know, just chatting and just Brian just talking about stuff. It was really, I found that really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he mentions that he makes it very clear that we've only seen half. This yeah. is, there's a lot more. He didn't more know coming. the microphone was running. <laughs> Um, and it's also for again for our uh, audience. I would probably recommend because the keynotes are two and a half hour, you know, watch. Whereas Brian, the the two Brian session is like an hour and a bit, probably an hour and fifteen minutes. I'm guessing you know, seventy five minutes. Well, maybe a bit more with a ten minute break. So um, yeah, that foundational session FDN 05s uh, for for our audience is probably a, a good way of condensing the announcements of the week into into one. Yep, yep, absolutely. Then there was this other session by this other guy that I happen to know with some crazy Ooh. English accent or something. Some crazy English accent, yeah. yeah. Uh, your session, I really liked your session. Cool. Uh, it was, it shows off its flexible source control with Team Foundation Service and Git. So, you know, Martin knows a little bit about Git in TFS. 
And but most importantly, you know, if you haven't seen him speak before, you can see the view outside of his office. Um, <laughs> it's a very nice, it's an interesting view. The, it's a field, and there's a rainbow, and I think there was cows or you probably. Know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure how. Yeah, because I um I, I update. I use that picture quite a bit when I'm starting to talk, and I update it every time. So that one, it's normally like less than a couple of months old. So that one's a fresh one. I think fairly new. We have we we get these dough double rainbows amazingly often it just you know it's where a because it always rains in ireland but also uh, because it's um like the angle of the sun in the evening is just perfect mm-hmm. for seeing these double rainbows so yeah that's good i'm glad you enjoyed the talk one of the things i was keen to highlight as well is just showing telling people about local workspaces and as well as you know and, and showing that basically it's not just obviously we're introducing you know get and dbcs workflows which is interesting to some people if, you, if you've got the requirements for it and that's great and it, it, it's cool but we're also got the 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 local workspace style workflows where you're not having explicit checkout and and people when they think of tfs think of tfvc server workspaces a lot of the time and think about that and while i was having a chat with some guys today um at the booth there and they basically want you know they they wanted they thought tfvc server workspaces were too was too like flexible and and not strict enough and they want they, they were switching all the bits on to make it more like source safe and i'm like oh, maybe you don't want to do that <laughs> So I was just explaining, you know, some of the benefits of local workspaces and, and, it, and explaining why being able to edit the file at the same time as somebody else editing the file can be useful, especially VB projects, CS project files, for example. So yeah, um, yeah. and I, I liked how you covered that in your um, in your presentation, and you had the three different, you know, levels of and when these are good and when these are bad and when you need to think about it, and you know, so it made it really it helped that decisions and okay. when you're thinking about which kind of one to do. So no, I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's yeah. So the question is going to be which which workflow do I pick? You know, that's the obvious yep. like question, and yeah, there's, there's different. It depends, obviously. So as well as um, you know, a, a excellent session by a, a funny and amusing Englishman. There's um, <laughs> Peter Provost did a good session, which I'll, I'll put in the show notes. Which was um, I can't remember the title, but it was basically showing you about what all everything that's new in Ultimate. And then uh, Aaron Bjork did a session on the um, Aaron and Peter did a session, which was a good one on um, kind of the end to end story and, and going through you know being an agile team and things and then aaron bjork did a story um talking about the new agile uh, planning features but but what's good is aaron always does this as well he sort of um tells some war stories about the you know because we use agile methodologies inside microsoft and you know we're a fairly large team and so uh telling some of the war stories of lessons we've just learned as we've been doing this over time so it was a great session and then um uh dimitri uh, did a talk on the team foundation service um you know end-to-end talk there he's just repeating that right now actually so the, i think the repeat might be a better one because he was having some technical challenges during the talk but it was still a good talk and um brian uh, randall all, all friends of the show these uh he did he's done a talk on um currently doing a talk right now on continuous deployment so i'm not sure how that's gone because he's, he's just finished it by the looks of things i can see people walking out of his <laughs> session speak. and then finally um probably another one worth catching is um, Ben Day uh, did one on Scrum under a waterfall, uh, um, which is a great sort of if you want to try and introduce agile methodologies into your company, but you want to kind of do it without people noticing, then that's a good session to go to. <laughs> I, I saw that title when I was browsing yeah. through, and I thought oh, I like that title. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A great it's a good, title. It's a good. It's a good session as well. It's, I didn't see it this time, but I've seen a similar session before, so I'm quite excited about going along to that. So there we 
we go. I'm going to go on to mute as well now as people are coming past. Anything else you want to talk about, Greg? Uh, no, it's just a reminder for everybody when you're on that Channel 9 site, you don't have to use the queue feature. You know, you can queue all of these things that you're interested up, and then you go to your profile and you can see everything that's queued. As a matter of fact, and there's even an RSS feed for everything that you've queued as well. So uh, that will make creating your own tech ed really easy and uh, really quick and really simple. So uh, one other shout out that I wanted to make sure that we do it. So we're not all about tech ed today is, you know, we've talked about uh, somebody else's book a few times. Yeah, that <laughs> ProTFS book. I did a book signing, did I tell you, actually? You, we had somebody turn uh, up. You, it was amazing. I was really impressed. <laughs> we got one. I was like the, you know, the woman from Ghostbusters. We've got one. <laughs> Press the bell. Uh, yeah, really so, yeah, so, what you had one actually just one person? Yeah, we. Uh, I had. I signed more than one book the week, but the per- one person turned up to the book signing. So, yeah, oh, it was, it was infinitely more than I was expecting. So, if you're that person and you're listening, then thanks very much. I was very pleased. And he was like so surprised that he was the only person there. He's like expecting the queue, and then people kept coming up and were like looking at the table and like, when's Mark Rosanovich coming? <laughs> Tomorrow at this time. So anyway, um, Matthias Skold uh, just did his first book, got it released, and it's uh, Pro Team Foundation Services. And he talks about a blog post that we'll have in the show notes about some of the challenges that he had when doing that, which I love this kind of stuff, you know, hearing the behind the scenes, uh, you know, inside baseball stories. But Mm. so there are continuing to be more and more books. And this book is available on Amazon and A-Press. Yeah, Matthias is great. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of the people who've been luckily made into a team system, a team ALM, whatever, Visual Studio ALM, I'm very tired, a Visual Studio ALM MVP. And um, <coughs> and he, um, yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the, oh, great, he's a very good guy. Very and we've also, uh, well, you should probably mention as well, um, uh, the Coplex team have done a cool thing. They've um, enabled uh, uh, hooks into uh, Coplex. You can actually get um, these service hooks, so, you know, Coplex Coplex, when things happen to your Coplex project, you can get it to like notify Twitter and you know send a post to your uh, your campfire chat room or whatever, or deploy deploy your Coplex project out to App Harbor and things like that. So yeah, I thought that was pretty a cool little story there about what some of the work that the uh, the Coplex team have been doing. They're, they're constantly doing great work, and oh, that was very cool. Yep, uh, I gotta love you know Coplex is you know the Team Foundation Service has gotten a lot of the focus recently, but Coplex team just keeps chugging and chugging and chugging so yeah and the um you know and the, if we if we can't have a ranger story this week when we, we've got to have at least a copex story <laughs> have, we, have we seriously got no ranger stories in the lineup you must be able to find I, one. go on find us one i didn't see any oh, you know geez. everybody was too busy you know, with like you know, you know tech what? um Mateus is actually a ranger so that kind of counts okay well that's good yeah good. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what here's, here's one we can do Diego's, uh, Diego uh, Pascal is also a ranger and he uh, shipped his um, a new version of the, the Team Foundation Task Board Enhancer but where he completely like uses a load of undocumented APIs to completely hack the task board but cool good on him it shows what you can do I'm very impressed <laughs> I was talking with a customer, sorry, I know we should probably wrap up, but I was talking with a customer at the booth and he was like, yeah, we've done all this work extending the dashboard and uh, extended web access and it's great and, you know, we're really cool and we're using these undocumented APIs and they're brilliant. And and then every time you release stuff, you keep breaking them. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) they're they're undocumented for a reason. 
when they're ready to be used, we'll document them, uh, which we're, you know, we're working on. But um, yeah, so that was quite funny, but a good thing. And Diego's just so clever and he keeps it all working. He's amazing. Well, I think my friend, oh, one last uh, um, listener feedback item. Oh, okay. Last week we had mentioned, um, we had brought up the whole Active Directory yes. thing and the email from um, William R- Randlett. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was an idiot, which is doesn't shouldn't surprise anybody. But his email was actually in the previous show, um, 57, when we talked about that feature. I think we asked, would anybody be interested in having this capability? Uh, and his email was a plus one as in, you know, yes, I want to – I am interested in that capability. So he wasn't asking about how to do it. He was just – He already knew because he listened to the show that we put out and like some of the presenters. Exactly. 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 So, you know, I emailed him about the show. I said, oh, hey, look at this. And I was like, you know what, Greg? I was kind of just saying, yes, I'm interested. And I was like, oh, don't. Oh, I hate when I get stupid. So um, so there you go, Martin. There's some feedback for you and the team that, yes, there are some people who would be very interested in this kind of Active Directory integration. And, more, yeah, definitely we need to make it easy to get get good profile pictures into TFS. One of the things that we've actually found um, – sorry. I that oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. You guys just uh, announced that. Uh, uh, Gravatars? Uh, oh yeah, did we? Well, that's been in a while. Inside of the um, so in the Git integration inside Visual Studio, yeah, we have Gravatar support in built in. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's and that's yeah, part of what we're working on. So yeah, it's all good. Um, what oh, I was going to oh, I've, I've lost. Uh, yeah, well, I was gonna I was gonna say um, if anyone's got any more listener feedback, then please do drop us a line at radio tfs at outlook dot com or give us a call on forty five two three three eight three seven nine. Now Greg is off to build um, when we do the next show probably, and I. I'm off to tech ed uh, Europe. So I think we're going to try and do another show around then to cover, you know, I, either during the week or straight after the week to try and uh, cover the latest news from Build and things and give you the impression from Build and from tech ed Europe. But um, do you want to, are you going to do something on, what should people do if they want to meet up with you, Greg, while you're out at Build? Uh, I don't know. What's your Twitter, uh, what's your Twitter handle? What What are you on Twitter? Basically everything. It's a G Duncan 411. There you go. So, and there's a couple of people who've reached out to us uh, at, um, radio TFS at outlook.com um, asking about that and I think I'm thinking just like an informal we'll find a hotel the problem that what kind of bugs me is that the build schedule is still extremely yeah. bare we're not kind of telling much of what's happening I mean there's like no even attendee party well come on now you no. know so that that's at least it's not been announced yet. So uh, it's kind of hard to schedule stuff. I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be a blogger build bash, but I haven't seen anybody announce that. So, you know, maybe we'll... The least you can do is uh, get together at a table at lunch or something like that. Exactly, exactly. So we'll figure something out. Uh-huh. And then anyone who wants to catch up with me, I'll be at the... If you're coming to Tech Ed Europe, I'll be at the um, Visual Studio ALM booth all week when I'm not talking. And I'll be doing two sessions. I'll be doing uh, the Git session again. Um, so you can come along and see that in person and i'll also be doing the um the service session so going through end-to-end on on the service and you know showing basically if you if you want a, a quick introduction to tfs again people on this show probably don't need but if you want to catch up on what's in the service and what's new uh, then come along to the um that service session that'd be a good session but it's just a overall introduction and i always i'm always keen to get some listeners into the uh into the things to so sit on the front row if you're a listener and wear a hat <laughs> Well, you had what was it one person yeah. when you asked that <laughs> but yeah. still infinitely more than you might have expected <laughs> infinitely more than i expected <laughs>
Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS.